y bienvenidos. Hello and welcome to Una Palabra Sola, where we get to learn Spanish one word at a time. I'm your host, Megan Miller, founder and teacher at Aprovechar Language Solutions. Empezamos and let's dive in. Hola, hola, otra vez. Hello and welcome back to Una Palabra Sola, a podcast where we get to learn Spanish one word at a time. I'm your host, Megan Miller, and... You know, sometimes these words that that I talk about, that I kind of ramble on, um, they come up in conversation or they come up, you know, it's like, I don't know, there's one letter difference between who's God, which is to judge, and who God, which is to play. And you don't want to play with your judges. Things like that. Uh, sometimes, however, these words pop up just kind of as thoughts in my head, um, where, for example, lately I've been thinking about confidence and ego. And um, I read somewhere on the internet, so it must be true, that, you know, your, your baseline, so when you're feeling really not confident in yourself, um, sometimes that can feel like arrogance, right? Because your baseline is so far over on the other side of the spectrum that you don't even know what confidence kind of feels like. And that's like feeling, basically the point of the internet quote was like feelings are really shitty baselines um, because how we feel may not be how others perceive us. All of that is to say, random internet quotes aside, um, I've been thinking a lot about confidence and ego, both in language learning and business and life, uh, just kind of how how we all kind of finagle and, and manage our way through this weird little wormhole called life. And specifically around business, um, this is a practice that I've started to do and really anyone that feels strongly about something, I feel like you can give it a try too. Uh, I'm not going to should down your throat, but it's helped me, so it might help you. And that is writing by hand, because I'm an old soul, writing by hand five kind of whys every morning. So these are why I'm doing this, <laughs> why I get up and go to the gym and eat a healthy-ish breakfast if there's no croissants and why I do business and why I choose this business and why I choose my clients and why, 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 why. Ironically, it was also one of my favorite questions to ask as a kid and it's great because as an adult, I get to answer five whys. Um, this is just a little habit that I've picked up uh, after joining one of the many business cohorts and masterminds and self-help guides uh, and trying a lot of different things because, yes, starting a business is hard. Um, it's not the taxes that make it hard. It's not the sales and learning what sales actually is that makes it hard. It's it's not the never-ending admin work. It's not, you know, sending an email, immediately getting a response back, and you can never get that thing off of your to-do list because you just keep emailing until you die. It's, business is not that hard when, when it comes down to it, um, when you're, you know, in that flow state. What's tough about business and what's tough about really any kind of creative pursuit is that me versus me fight. 
that that tends to happen that tends to pop up right your demons in and of themselves in in your head they don't really get that much voice in corporate uh or or in society uh until they get real fucking loud until you start going out on your own until you start doing things on your own and so the five wise just kind of help calm some of those demons the imposter syndrome the confidence issues all of the things that kind of happen in my head so if that feels aligned definitely try it um why do i get up in the morning <laughs> why why am i doing this thing why did i choose to do spanish and quite honestly a really fucky way <laughs> where it's a lot of mindset and routine and it's not necessarily you know the teacher and the peanuts going mah, 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 verb tenses you know that's that's not my jam I don't like teaching to a book. Uh, I don't even really like holding books, workbooks. Uh, although I do have a workbook for sale. It is very interactive. Taking a step back, because as you can tell, I'm already pretty rambly right now. One of those five whys, number uh, two, actually, on the list, brings us to our word. Reigning the circus, that is my brain. Reigning that shit in. Bringing us to our word, which is ironically one of my five whys, which is yo creo que merecemos entender a los demás. I believe wholeheartedly that we deserve to understand everyone else and we also deserve to be and feel understood. So merecer, to deserve, is our word for today. Es un verbo. It is a verb. Uh, merecer. Uh, fun fact, it is a yo diphthong verb, uh, which I just really wanted to say diphthong. Uh, but it means that when, it's, when it is conjugated, the yo, the I form, is regular. It is merezco. And then the rest of the conjugation is just as same as any other ER verb out in the world. Mereces, merece, merecemos, merecen. Right? So merecer really means to deserve. It is from the Latin merere, which I'm probably butchering worse than an actual butcher. But this Latin etymology is really interesting because it means to have merit or to be deserving of a prize. So really, Latin was the original participation trophy generation. Let's just get that out there. So to have merit, to be deserving of a prize, uh, you can have some synonymos, ser digno de, which is basically to be worthy. Valer la pena. So if something is vale la pena, it means that it is worth the pain, literally. If it's worth it, uh, then it would be vale la pena. If it is not worth it, it would be no vale la pena. So, for example, a friend texts me and says, hey, Megan, I'm having a get-together. It starts at nine o'clock tonight. Well, I don't usually leave my house after nine, so I say, no vale la pena. I will see you another time. <laughs> Versus, same friend says, hey, Megan, I'm getting 
people over tonight. It starts at seven and you'll be home by nine. And I'll go, yes, vale la pena. I will be there. You also have otros sinónimos, ameritar, which is to merit, ameritar. If you see ameritar, it has merit buried in there, baked in there, meritar. You also have valor. So if valer la pena means to be worth the pain, this is valor. This is the sustantivo. This is the noun. Basically, to be valued or a value, valor. You also have justo. Justo, I'm, I'm getting very hard on the J's today, but justo is just fair, right? If something is justo, it's fair, right? You speed down a road. I don't know, you do 80 miles an hour during a school zone. It's justo. It's fair that you're probably going to get a ticket, right? You should probably pay that. Antonimos of merecer, so antonyms of to deserve, first one, injusto, unfair, it's tan injusto, it's so unfair, just makes me think of all the teenage years and the slam doors, God, could not pay me enough to go back there. You can also have inmerecido, so something, inmerecido is your adjective, if something is inmerecido, it means that it is undeserving, una experiencia inmerecida. That is an undeserving experience. Um, you can also have something that is gratis. Fun fact, gratis is technically, at least according to Maria Moliner in her Diccionario de Uso de Español, gratis es un antónimo de merecer. So free is an antonym of to deserve. So maybe we don't deserve free things. And then you also have desmerecer. So D-E-S, desmerecer, basically means to not deserve, to undeserve, if you will. So all of that is to say, when we talk and think about deserving something, there's always an ego, right? It is a dog and a pony show here today. When we deserve there's going to be an ego there that says, do you deserve this? Do you deserve bad things? Do you deserve good things? This is where we can think about karma and, you know, what energy are we putting out in the world? What are we deserving? Um, what do we think that we deserve, right? This is where kind of overprivilege <laughs> really comes to mind so picture any reality tv star uh if you don't know any you know the archetype uh you know the type right do they deserve good things to the do they deserve bad things um and when we think about that before you get too catty on me i'm, I'm gonna stop you here because we are all human right? We are all at least theoretically, hypothetically on the same plane of existence. Um, we are all theoretically, hypothetically deserving of some core universal truths. So this can get a little metaphysical, a little woo, a little fill in the blank, but merecer, me hace pensar, it, it makes me think of a horoscope. So, um, Events happen, and they can be very generic events. 
But when we apply feelings and emotions to it, that's where kind of the emotional and, and mental spin up comes up. So, for example, some related words of merecer, you can merecer bien, which is like to deserve the good things. Like, mereces cosas bonitas. You deserve pretty things. You can also merecer la pena. So, for example, uh, you, you bump into somebody and stub your toe. Some might say that you deserve to get hurt because you weren't watching where you were going. Like, that's a very generic... Uh, event there. Same thing, mostly because I live in a state where people essentially drive blindfolded. Um, if you're texting and driving and you get into a crash, you you deserve, you know, all the drama, all the spin up that 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 comes out of that, right? The neck pain, the back pain, the insurance, like it's very simple or it's very easy I think for us to judge other people based on what we think they deserve versus if you take a step back and you say "Mm, we're all humans we're all just trying our best and whether you truly believe that or if that's just something that you say are two different things but when we think about a horoscope come come with me here it's going to be 30 seconds of a ride So events happen, and your horoscope may say something very, very generic because that's how they're written, Uh, like you may run into a pleasant stranger. Now, the fun fact about that horoscope is not what it says. It's not what paper you read it in. It's not, you know, if you're playing a song in the background, it doesn't matter. What matters is what your brain does with that information, and our brains actually work very similarly when this happens, which is odd, because usually we're very individual and unique. But this actually activates the RAS, or the reticular activating system in your brain. So dear friend and neuroscientist, Dr. Melissa Hughes, um, really describes the RAS kind of like your brain's bouncer. So if you want to check out more of her work, I highly recommend. It's melissahughes.rocks. That'll be in the show notes. Um, But all brain stuff aside, it means that your brain's bouncer is basically primed. So you may be primed to run into somebody, literally, figuratively, emotionally. And you may also be primed to look for pleasantness. So you might notice that people are a little bit more pleasant that day versus unpleasant. If you run into an old grumpy man in the grocery store and he's like, watch where you're going. You're like, nope, that's not what I'm looking for. I may run into a pleasant stranger because my horoscope told me. So I'm going to go, I don't know, check out guy on aisle 15. So it doesn't really matter about the event itself. But it's actually about how you're perceiving that event. And perception and context, especially when we talk about deserving or blame or um, judgment, (laughs) big, heavy topics and words here. Um, So when you're perceiving that event, that is very individual to you. And the importance of perception and context with judgment uh, is is something to, to keep in mind because that changes. 
between Spanish and English. In English, we are very blame-driven. He did this. I did this. Well, don't look at me. I was over here. He was the one doing 80 in a school zone. We're very pronoun-driven, meaning we are very individual, I, versus everybody else, they, we, ubiquitous you. In Spanish, what we have is the impersonal se. So if something happened and it was purely by accident, you put that little impersonal say in there and you go, oh, se cayó, it fell. He didn't knock it over, it just fell. Right? It was some brujería, some witchcraft, I don't know, it fell, se cayó. Uh, you don't say, I broke my arm. You say, my arm broke. Just those little tiny nuances between possession and culpability in events, how the event happened, how we perceive the event, which is more important than what the actual event was. All of that is to say, it's really important when we think about a verb like merecer to kind of dig through some of our own judgments and beliefs and thoughts and just kind of knee-jerk reactions um, when we think about universal truths or rights that are inherent to being human. What do we all deserve at a base level? It's kind of like uh, Zombieland, where you might have like an Emma Stone character, you might have a stoner character, you might have whatever archetype or um, stereotype that, that you can think of, right? Universally, what do we deserve? Maybe we all deserve a chance because we're trying our best. Maybe we all deserve to have some sort of faith in a collective. Um, maybe we deserve to certain things, right? So Maslow's hierarchy of needs used to be food, shelter, clothing, and water. Food, water, clothing, shelter. Shelter has become like at least a six-bedroom McMansion. Uh, food has become organic and non-GMO and bone broth or whatever celebrity diet you choose to, to follow or kale, whatever. Um, clothing became the hot new designer. Water became sparkling water, bubbly water, fancy water. Or just bottled water. <laughs> All right, so as we've kind of stretched this hierarchy of needs and gone over the more, gone after the more materialistic aspect of it, we forget about the other needs. Yes, there are other parts of that pyramid. So play, having fun, laughing, um, belonging, feeling psychologically safe. The freedom and trust to have a good cry with a friend or to deep belly laugh and just tears streaming down your face when you talk about a, an experience or a joke or whatnot, right? Love, not only as a concept, but also as a verb. 
showing love for others, having love demonstrated for you, to you, with you. So that little pyramid of play and belonging, it's almost like the material things were a lot easier to go after and find, like little Pokemon cards. But then when it comes to talk about our emotions or, or what we deserve or what we want out of life, that becomes a lot trickier. That's where a lot of the thoughts and feelings and kind of the emotional spin-up happen. Because remember, it's not about the event. It's not about what happened in your life. It's about how you tell that story. It's about how you think about that, how you perceive those events, the context of those events, the implicitness in the event. Because the event happened, right? Whatever that is, somebody leaves you, ghosts you, dies, comes into your life, wrecks whatever, takes whatever, whatever has happened, because a lot of shit happens in life, right? That's kind of, it's MO. So whatever that happens, when we talk about that event, it's more about how we're perceiving. What, what happened from our opinion? And play around with that impersonal say. A little bit. I'll put some more grammar bits in, in the show notes for it. Um, but that takes the guilt. It takes the morality out of it. Like, oh, what happened? Se fue. He left. Ya se fue. He already left. Or she already left. Or whomever. So when you shape kind of your past to inform your present and your future, especially as we talk about to deserve what we deserve is not only a collective human beings, but what you individually deserve. I mean, more and more just the need for clean drinking water, for clean air, for nature, and, and time to just frolic amongst some fucking trees. The freedom to use time as your own versus owing someone time, owing someone energy. What, what do you deserve? What do you want to deserve? Um, out of what you think you deserve, <laughs> what's actually feasible? I don't know about you, but I grew up on a lot of Disney princesses. And the one thing that really struck my impatient as all fuck brain was the fact that I had to wait for somebody to come and rescue me. I was like, nah. I'm, I'm not going to do that. I love horses. I'm just going to find a horse and ride out of here on my own, right? I deserve freedom. That, in my mind, is one of the things that I relish in. It's, it's one of my favorite things, is to have the freedom to move and choose and live life in a very agile way. And if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, fuck you, Megan. <laughs> do you think you deserve the same thing? And if you do, what the fuck are you doing about it? I'm going to challenge you a little bit on that. Challenge with love, I'll say. So this whole freedom to decide on what we deserve as a collective, as an individual... That has evolved, right? That freedom 
of life of having these kind of big analytical questions like, oh, merecer, que merezco, what do I deserve? Uh, que quiero merecer, what do I want to deserve? Or que creo que merezco, what do I think that I deserve? This really happens when you self-actualize. And it sounds very like, I don't know, I went to a life coach Google website and, and I found this phrase, but it is an actual psychological phrase, thank you. So self-actualization is when you define and determine for yourself what you deserve. Hey, full circle. So the self-actualization, it's going through the process of, okay, where am I? Where do I want to be? What do I deserve? What am I going to do to get to that? You can really line this up with your own values. For example, for me, uh, I believe that we as a collective deserve to love and be loved, to have love shown to us and for us in a very safe, caring, consenting way that is built on words and actions chosen with care. I believe that we deserve to be in charge of our own education. We deserve to educate ourselves, to seek information from various sources and learn based on curiosity, not necessarily because someone else requires us to have that information. I think we deserve to surround ourselves with people with other people who inspire and educate, lead and govern in a way that really aligns with our core values and, and aligns with the core piece of humanity. When I think about this, this world and this word of deserving, it's not one group of people over another one. It is entirely a collective. It is entirely a cohort. Maybe there are some leaders and guides and educators and people of different roles, but it is not, but it feels like democracy in the purest form of the word. And lastly, I think that we deserve coordination and compromise because all good relationships thrive on coordination and compromise versus that majority versus minority there's compromise available throughout and really it's not necessarily about the event it's about the emotions and feelings associated with the event and when we think about what we deserve what we are self-actualizing what we are creating it's that focus with spanish conocer and personal you have that impersonal say, right? That takes some of the morality and the culp culpability uh, out of it. It takes some of the blame out of it. And it's also with that focus of the pronoun of us versus me versus you or me versus them. So perhaps America is too individualistic for these beliefs. <laughs> I also know that they'll probably change and evolve uh, because quite honestly, one thought of one word document that I then use as reference to speak one time is not really indicative of growth or change or evolution. 
However, it does go back to that original thought. Que merecemos entender los demás y que nos sentimos entendidos. That we deserve to understand others. Understand their point of view is hard and weird and off-putting as that view can be sometimes. I think we do deserve to averiguar. We deserve to find out what's driving some of their policies of, that just seem to be built on hate and un mundo injusto, right? An unjust world. But we do deserve to know. And we also deserve to feel understood. Because it's not just enough to be understood. You can understand me and you can be shaking your fist and yelling at me the entire time. And that's fine. I know that I'm understood. But I don't feel understood. We don't feel like our vibes are matching. Our, our energy is matching. The, the focus is, is not necessarily matching. And that's where that reflexive verb sentirse, to feel, really comes in. Because, yes, merecer, to deserve. You have your ego, whether that is on the confident side, arrogant side, or doormat side. It, it can be a prism. You have merecer, whatever you deserve, what you're working to self-actualize, what you're working to create and have more of in the world. And those synonyms are worthy and, and to be worthwhile and to merit and to value and to be fair. But your related words, remember, merecer bien o merecer la pena. Because we can deserve good things and bad things. I do believe that there's some semblance of karma that just comes around and either puts a foot up our ass or just calmly grips us and gives us a hug and says, good job. So that can be merecido, that can be deserved. Lo bueno o lo malo, right? Good or the bad. It's, it's really both. And really, the big thing to do with merecer is to say it, say it out loud, merezco, blank, whatever you, you deserve, and continue to work for that. And if you share these values of deserving to understand and communicate and to be understood, definitely check out my monthly program, Deseo, at deseospanishprogram.info. Y también check out show notes, transcript, or request a word at aprovechar.me. Until next time, un abrazo fuerte. Gracias otra vez, and thank you so much for coming along with me on this ride to Una Palabra Sola. Be sure to check out the show notes for additional worksheets and materials. If you have a word that you would like me to review, please feel free to let me know at aprovecharlanguagesolutions.com. Hasta la próxima vez. Until next time. You